There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France, which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. When I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. Hello. Hi. I'm Brittany. I'm Eric. And this is for Colored Nerds. Welcome back. Welcome back. Another week. Another week, another dollar. Another Actually, another dollar, day dollars another dollar. is more money than, than we currently make doing this. Every yeah. Week. Yeah. <laughs> Like a cent is maybe more ne- money actually than probably, we neg- probably solid negative five every week. Yeah, we so, really do lose money. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Welcome back. We're glad you guys are here. Yes. Yes. Actually, you know what? I just remembered something. I wanted to share this with you mm. on the air because I wanted to embarrass you and upset you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm always looking forward. And to I just that. remembered. I kind of don't trust you because <laughs> last week when we finished recording and after we went to Popeyes. And Popeyes, Popeyes is a strange place because no matter what you actually want, they can't give it to you because some other combination of like 20 other things plus what you originally asked for is somehow cheaper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I want like two pieces, like these two pieces of chicken and like fries and a biscuit, but like no drink. (laughs) And he's like, no, it's cheaper if you get a drink and the extra piece of chicken. And I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? Anyway, I got an extra wing last week. And I gave it to you because I'm a kind person, and I know uh, that you were I just hungry. Where the fuck you and <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm sitting in line. I just paid or whatever. I just got my food. I before we even sat down, this is actually this whole story makes incriminates us both. I reached inside the box of chicken because <laughs> we're still waiting for your food to start eating my food while we were standing still in line because I'm depraved. And so you're like, oh, you know, uh, give me give me that wing right now. Uh, to hold me over because I was going to eat right then but you were taking food home for you and your lady right yeah cold Popeyes S-H. hey put that in a microwave that's a good meal I'm not going to shade you for that actually because what I am going to shade you for is the fact that I gave you a fucking wing I gave you an extra a Popeyes wing it was, and it I was gave you the hot. larger one it was I had, real hot it was hot it was fresh it was fresh out the fryer and it was I spicy you, though that's how that? I looked at you sideways because you did because I like spice. to eat I like regular flavored chicken mm. and I like blackened ranch mm. anyway we're going back to talking about you <laughs> you tore up the wing the larger one again yeah. that I gave you the kindness of my heart why, why turn around fam as I'm gonna just address y'all for this story fam I turn around I see Eric walking back from the garbage can with just like the drumstick and the other part with the two bones in it and no wing tip now I hadn't been turned around that long for him to have eaten the entire <laughs> like eaten the wing tip and then thrown it away Eric took hot fresh delicious juicy Popeye's chicken took the wingtip off and just wasted the food just threw it away that's true I and d- i you did waste food and i realized then <laughs> I, you were like i was like oh 
what the fuck is wrong with you? Why'd you throw away that wingtip? And you were like, oh, real ca- real casual, too. Oh, I don't eat that part. I don't eat wingtips. And I'm looking at you like, what the fuck? First of all, I eat them. And like most, a lot of people who really eat no, chicken. I didn't think. People no, who no, really no, eat no, chicken no. like you try to call yourself. Truly. Whoa, you coming from my chicken credentials? Yeah, people who really <laughs> eat chicken like you call yourself. They, and it's crazy because how many times have we eaten Popeye's together? You know what I mean? This I never how, even noticed this about this is, you. It's not a, because it's not a thing. Anyway, anyway story, what I'm saying is, is that when I found out that you as an adult, because like, I didn't really start eating wingtips until I was like 22, 23, but you as a grown man of 28, about to be 29 in what, three months? Yeah. Right. Call yourself grown and you don't eat fucking wingtips. Not only that, you didn't even offer it to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm a grown black woman in your presence. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot of love and care between us. We have a friendship that's like almost a decade old now at this yeah. point. And you didn't even offer me. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is that I just remember that you don't eat wingtips and then I don't fucking trust you. To quickly respond, one, you fucking ridiculous. Because we've eaten Popeye. The, the sad thing is what... What the audience don't know, <laughs> you just spit out your spill. fucking drink. <laughs> but what the audience doesn't know, we've eaten Popeyes together. together. Like, oh my god, countless, countless times. Like sometimes that's like the only it's the sexual activity. Yeah, it's like like if if someone just looked Popeyes. in, they would assume that that's the thread holding us together. Literally, <laughs> like how, we've been crouched. How many different coffee tables have we been crouched over? Yeah. Eating Popeyes in front Sharing of television. Sharing out the same box. Oh, so man. you haven't noticed this all this time. So I'm not tripping. And then two, you know what? I'll take that because my family has called out that I'm a very picky chicken eater. Wow. Yeah. Like I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. So you are new and black. No, 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 no. Because I get down and dirty with some crawfish. Okay. All right. I'll give you some. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Exactly. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. That was Came out of nowhere. I had... It, Thank you. It was. I. It woke me up this morning. It well, woke me up this. Clearly, morning. you have a lot of things going on. You know what? I do have a lot of things <laughs> going on. But I'm gonna tell you what happened last night. Is I got some good rest. So I woke up this morning and I was able to unearth um, some really important insights from the rubble of my mind. <laughs> anyway, today we're gonna not talk about wingtips. Thankfully. Thank. <laughs> It'd be a short episode. It would be a short episode. Actually, it'd be over now because I just go down the street to Popeyes, see my man Rashawn. Rashawn is the man. <laughs> Rashawn is the man. Always Rashawn, hooks us Rashawn up. Agrees. Always hooks us up. He always hooks us up, and he's hilarious. Shouts out to you. Yeah, holding it down. Holding it down. You go, Glenn Coco. Um, but yeah, actually, today we're going to talk about. He's Kanye. a producer, to be real. Sorry. What's that? <laughs> Rashawn is a producer. I'm. Basically, basically yeah. he, is, he producer credit, he executive all producer. the production credit. Yeah, I mean, as much free chicken. It's crazy too. I have to give Rashawn credit because Rashawn sees my true beauty. Because when I come to record, I basically am dressed like a track coach, even though I'm not going to work out or anything like. That. I have a sports bra right on right now. Like this. you run like once a month. I can't run anymore. I got I got torn meniscus, but that's a different story. We're not talking about that right now. What I'm saying is, is that yeah, I'm dressed like Jackie Joyner Kersey, and I'm really just <laughs> <laughs> sitting here with Eric talking to him. Like I have a sports bra on. I'm not gonna even walk up a stair step, like at any point today, let alone like have enough going on that I need to strap these things down to myself. But Rashawn thinks that I'm cute enough to give me free food. He always gives you extra ranch. He gives me extra black and ranch. He and those always things are like 25, 50 ranch. cents a, a little package. Yeah. So shouts out to Rashawn because you see the real me and you get it. Anyway. Anyway. That was well, you on 10 today. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> what well, uh, we're actually going to talk about today. Yes. Before we even get into that, we actually have some big news. We do have some big news. Well, we do. 
We do you have should. some big news. We're gonna should I start? You should start. You should start. So, um, as we mentioned before on the podcast, mm-hmm. I am getting married to a lovely woman. Yes. And, you know, I'm so happy in the He's throes getting of that. Upgraded. Yes. In the best and most lovely way possible. Very true. Very true. Can't lie. You know what? She be eating Popeyes with us. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? The whole real. squad. She's, she's real. real. That's she's true. That's uh, it's honestly it's inspirational black love. So go Thank ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Well, one thing that I haven't shared on the podcast is I actually, in addition to getting married to a lovely and beautiful woman mm-hmm. who's my partner and my soulmate, I also am gonna be the father of a soon to be beautiful little girl. I am so excited. Yes, yes. And, uh, it's interesting. Um, who told you that you're having a girl? We're not going to get into this. We're not going to do this. We're <laughs> not going to do just, this. I'm going to just like, let you guys know. Eric tried to come for my obey woman skills. I call. Everybody else said you was having a boy. And I, me and my and my my like teammate, the other woman that I run with, mm-hmm. we both said you're going to have a girl. And we were 100% right. You can't deny our obey woman skills. You did say this, but you... you anyway, I'm not. It's anyway. Fine. It's fine. So I'm having a little girl. Yes. I'm very excited. But in preparation... For her arrival, in addition to preparation for my impending nuptials, mm-hmm. um, that takes a significant amount of time. Yes, it does. Um, in addition to, I have a job that that pays me. Yes. Um, so I also have to do that. And Brittany, yeah. you have a lot of stuff going on too. Yeah, I can't talk about a lot of it, oddly <laughs> enough, <laughs> but it is time-consuming and yes. tiring. Yes. And I also have a job. Yes. So that being said, uh, while we do enjoy doing this and we will continue to do this, mm-hmm. we are going to have to do it on a slightly reduced schedule. Yes. Uh, we are looking at dropping a new episode instead of every week. Yeah. We are going bi-weekly. Yes, bi-weekly. So it's like being bi-coastal. Yeah, but not at but all. But not. At all. So. So yes. So look out for, for Color Nerds. Please don't think that that's any reason not to review and share our yes, podcast. Yes, and rate and tell your friends about us. Be like, oh, I was listening to them, but they got real fucking whack. They yeah. started only recording every other week. They too week. good to drop episodes. Right, no, like, trust me, the amount of times that probably I have called someone or, like, almost started stress crying over Audacity or, yeah. like, or, or audition. Like audition, right? Yeah. In the past month alone, we just ain't got it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if y'all could just bear with us, you know what we I'm gonna, saying? We're going to get there. We're and you get never there. know, we might come up on some more time later and maybe we'll make the switch back. Yeah, or if any of y'all know anybody who wants to uh, pay for all of this and just have us show up in a studio. Hey, how about yeah. your boy? Yeah, exactly. We'd be every week. <laughs> yeah. So um, that being said, yeah, that's I'm excited. I think this is a good development. I think it'll bring the quality of things up. Yeah, yeah, because we have a little more time to focus on our episodes. Mm-hmm. So... So anyway, that's that. Yes. Now, back to what you were saying. What we're this actually going to talk about today, this week, is Chiboy Kanye. Kanye. So, by now, by now, you've definitely heard this Breakfast Club interview. Ooh. And, I mean, this is not just a Breakfast Club interview. It's not like Kanye just popped out of nowhere with the Breakfast Club interview. No. He also had an interview on Style.com. He also had his release of the Adidas Yeezy clothing line. Yeah, the So, the Yeezy line. Boost, which is a shoe, in addition to his clothing line, which I guess it's just called... Easy, I don't really I don't remember know. what it's called. Um, he had a Saturday Night Live performance. Yeah, he uh, did, which I actually liked. Yeah, Wolves was the newest song that mm-hmm. was on there with um, Sia, Sia, and Vic Mensa, mm-hmm. who's adorable and super talented. Actually, both of them are adorable and super talented to me. Sia, I, I don't know. She anyway, got weird, but whatever. I think she's always been kind of weird. I didn't think she was that weird. I mean, I thought her music was good, but anyway, it is anyway, not anyway, anyway. And then also, we forgot to even mention. The almost interruption at the Grammys yeah. of 
back, but yeah. he decided not to. And then after when he when Kanye was being interviewed by E News, he uh, actually doubled down and was yeah. like, actually, <laughs> no, I really meant what I, I really meant that I really think that Beyonce should have won the Grammy. Um, so Kanye has been he's back. Yeah, it is the interesting thing about him is Kanye. If you had to list his hometown, obviously I know he reps Chicago, Shy City. I would actually say that Kanye's hometown is is the paint. Because <laughs> <laughs> always going hard. Always going ham, hard. if you will. Yes, he's always going Yeah, you're right. Ham in yeah. the paint. That's exactly where Kanye lives. So the Breakfast Club interview was I would I would call it a cherry, but it's a fucking cherry tree on top of the Sunday uh that has been Kanye's recent Lightings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's... <sighs> there's going to be a lot of those. Yeah, guys. there's going to be a lot of signs. You know, the thing is, Kanye, we try. We have. We've tried. We try. We've and, tried. like, we want to. You know? We, we want to be there for you. And even, you know, even in starting that interview, we're, like, listening to it. It's like, oh, Kanye's he's, he's practiced. You know? Oh, yeah. He's, like, he's thinking about what he's saying yeah and he's like allowing things to kind of like sentences to kind of come together the issue is that even with the extra time yeah the media training and the rest and apparently the wonderful love of his wife and daughter um, beautiful daughter yeah beautiful daughter he still the things that he says Mm. you know uh, we're gonna get to the interview in a second i guess the bottom line here is this we already kind of knew, but it's become apparent that Kanye in 2015, especially with after this Breakfast Club interview, is totally different from yeah. like 2005 Kanye, who kind of got put on the map with George Bush doesn't care about black people, yeah. right? Or even, you know, 2003 Kanye, who was putting out bomb mixtapes. Yes. With like mad beats and really good verses. He didn't, you know, he wasn't doing tracks. Yes. Time, Wait, yeah. And he was different than, you know, the off, was it? All Fall Down? Is that the name of the song? All Falls Down. All Falls Down, right? That is one Kanye. Even 2009 Kanye with yeah. Amber Rose at the VMAs, yeah. interrupting Taylor Swift. Like, how we referenced yeah, the Sledging episode. Yeah, with the hen dog in his hand. Right. Like, like it's interesting, too, because looking back on that, I actually thought it was a triumphant moment at the time. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. But now we can really see, now that the shit has really laid out, like, that Beyonce has progressed in one direction, and Taylor Swift is very, very popular. And actually honestly is a talented person but she's you know like Mm. Kanye was right like we all have to kind of agree that Kanye was 150% right and coming up on stage at the VMAs which let's face it it wasn't like her wedding or her baby shower or something like that it's like some silly award show and she's got a million of them and she was a grown ass woman who pretends to be like she was pretending to be in high school basically at that point (laughs) everyone acts like he interrupted like little Susie I'm like no she's a grown woman or like Maria at a quinceanera Exactly. You know, they had like Jesus. Like it was not it was not her coming out moment. It wasn't her coming out moment. It wasn't that she already had mad money. Exactly. And has made a shit ton more. Oh God has made she's made a shit ton more money. It's what, February? She's made a shit ton it'll be March by the time y'all hear this. But she's made a shit ton more money since like October of last year. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, yeah. Kanye in 2015 is not even like buck wild, like doing the most, but still kind of like making some sense. 2009 Kanye, yeah, or like even even up until like 2011, like he had it was peppered. That was when I when I say 2011 2012 Kanye was like more like an Azalea Banks, where it was like you know she said some like 
She said some random shit. Yeah. But it was a lot of good stuff in between. Yeah. Now, mm. it's kind of like, mm. I've always said, and actually, I reference this in my bio that's on the website and on our Tumblr that I have, a, I've had for a while yeah. a love-hate relationship with Kanye West. But, like, between the emotional disconnection I've experienced with his last two albums and his antics, which it seems like he's always running around in the street doing something that don't make any damn sense. And then additionally, like this breakfast club interview. Yeah. Like I was already at a point where I wasn't really fully on board with him. I was giving him a perpetual side eye. Like he was already in the perpetual side eye. Yeah. Like lane. But I was still fucking with his talent. And it's hard not to. It's hard. And it is difficult not to. very clearly is one of the most amazingly talented people. Currently working. Yeah. Yeah. Like making music, whatever. But... The Breakfast Club interview, and we were on Gchat both watching it, like, at different points yesterday at work. Listening to it. Listening to it. Listening to it. Right. We weren't watching. While working. Multitasking. Right. It's like like listening to this podcast, which you might be doing at your desk. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But I got to the point where I told you, I think I said it capital letters. I am at capital T, that capital P point. I am at that point, I think, with Kanye. We're like, I might have to turn my back. And so now we're asking, I'm asking you, Eric, yeah. I'm asking myself, and I'm asking the fam, who I have addressed mm. for some odd fucking reason. The I'll fam. stop. I, I promise yeah, I'll stop should. at some point. <laughs> you know, I look, I can handle a call out. I know, I know when I'm being whack. But is it time to give up on Kanye? <sighs> so, Eric, you want to maybe just give us a, a quick walkthrough of some of the things that happened in the Breakfast Club interview? Yeah, I'm just trying to get my spirit back together. But, it's okay. Because this is a loss. I, I, I consider it a loss. Yeah. But anyway, so the Breakfast Club interview. We have uh, Charlemagne. I'm not going to call it Amanda God. Uh, we have <laughs> DJ Envy and Angela Yee. Some would say this was actually one of their better interviews. That's scary because my, my notes, first note I say is so, comma, first off, comma, the interview was trash. It, I mean, it was. It was. Like, here's the thing. Every now and again, w- Power 105. Like, sorry. I, I mean, I'm I got to be real. Okay. I got to be real. Okay, I gotta be real. This is, this is you know, speaking. the Breakfast Club, they try. But the thing is, you there's no commitment to any sort of actual interview where you press things on the people that where you press the person being interviewed on the topics that people want to hear about and get to something, get to some sort of truth. Get something or, new. Yeah. There is only the extreme chasing of the soundbite, which, you know, usually is by Charlemagne. Yeah. Um, who actually wasn't that bad. Like, it takes Kanye to make <sighs> him sound like a very reasonable person. <laughs> That's That says a lot right there. But yeah. then on top of that, you have Angela Yee and DJ Envy. Oh, my God. And, you know, I mean, hey, these people make a lot more money than me. They do. And, and they're I, a lot more famous. Yeah. And they have, <laughs> obviously, like, they have a lot more experience than we do. Yeah. Certainly as far as, like, you know, audio production. I believe that they know their shit in that sense. And even, especially, like, Wendy Williams, people feel some type of way. But I know you feel, I some, feel some type of way. But I have actually been to the Wendy Williams show. And she, as far as, like knowing how to handle her shit as a broadcaster. Yeah, you can't like, doubt it. You can't doubt it. And Charlemagne came up under her. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know that he knows what to do. When I listen to the interviews... It's just like, though, come on, the questions. Only one. Was that therapeutic for you? 
Like, the man put out, like, basically a blog post saying, I wrote this about my mom. Or how about even the fact that they it took getting to, like, the last seven minutes of the interview before Kanye, like, before Kanye discussed really anything musically? And yeah. it wasn't because they really asked, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kanye just offered the information. Yeah, up. he was like, oh, I'm gonna give y'all what y'all want. I'm gonna drop a sound bite and start talking about music. Yeah, and he was like, oh, he's like, you know, basically said, actually, things that were, music-wise, kind of large developments. Like, yeah. Drake and I have discussed doing an album together and, like... By the time we got to that point in the interview, I was like, "Everybody was out my own shit." Right? (laughs) I was done. I was done. I was like, "I don't know you anymore." Like, this is this is embarrassing. But like before that, like before the interview, if Kanye said he and Drake were going to release an album together, like would have been a big deal. It would have been a big deal. He's like, "Oh, we're going to put this Young Thug song on the Rihanna album." I'm like, "Oh, that perked my ears up because I really enjoy Young Thug and I, I like Rihanna's music." Like. That was only in the last five to seven minutes of the yeah. interview, and Kanye gave y'all that, like gave yeah. y'all that shit. Y'all didn't ask this man no questions that you couldn't have been found on Instagram or Ask FM. All the questions were poorly, poorly constructed, just like clickbaity, and not even with any real depth. So you might ask a difficult question, and like he talked about a lot of things that, I mean, obviously this this interview is blown up, mm-hmm. but there was no real follow up to any of the kind of inflammatory things that he was saying. Even if they weren't going to go, like, you know, take him to task. I understand that. It's a radio show. Just, like, pushback. Like, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Let's go deeper. Yeah. Say more. (laughs) None of that. None of that. So, it's just, like, that's really frustrating. Off top. The best Breakfast Club interview that I've ever seen Hmm. is actually with Donald Glover. Donald Glover did an excellent one. But it was all because Donald Glover is, is really, like... He was way more interesting than yeah. I ever imagined. And, like, insightful. And like, he challenged he challenged them to give him an interview that portrayed him as someone who is really surprisingly well put together. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. The interview was trash. I would agree. But yeah. even though it was one of their better ones. <laughs> um, so, the big thing. The big, big thing that kind of went down. For backstory. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah, everybody at this knows. Point. But Tyga is rumored, like very thinly or like thinly veiled rumors yeah that uh he's dating uh kylie kardashian yeah kylie kardashian yeah kylie well, kylie jenner she's kylie jenner, jenner. sorry yeah, so kylie jenner who is one of the just turned 17 yeah she's the youngest of the the kardashian clan she's turned 17 she was allowed to drop out of high school yeah to pursue dubious professional opportunities <laughs> that was that was <laughs> expert spin wow <laughs> i try um and she is dating Tiger. Who's yeah, Tiger, who's 25, like a 25, 26-year-old Divorced. Divorced. Well, is he and divorced? A father. Like, did he marry Black I China? I thought they got married. Oh, well, so. maybe they didn't. Yeah, so uh, he used to be anyway. partners with Black... He, Black China's his former partner and the mother of his child. They had a baby, I think, less than a year ago. Yeah. And they had been in this, like, public... Like, fairly public relationship. And Black China is... Was one of Kim's best friends mm-hmm. in a strange way. She was one of Kim's best really? friends. Yeah, I didn't know that. You know, I I keep up with Black China. I was gonna say I keep up with Kim. I don't actually. I keep up with Black China. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she's one of Kim's best friends, and she's but she's also very very close with Amber, Amber Rose. Rose. I feel like that's a new development, basically because <clears throat> excuse me, uh, around the time that Amber Rose and Wiz Khalifa got got mm-hmm. real cool, that's kind of when a lot of that went down. Yeah, yeah. When um yes, when Amber and Wiz were together, 
Tigers cool. with Black China, and they got cool. Also, too, they're kind of women who came into the industry in similar ways, like yeah. from um, like stripping, you know, video modeling and things like that. Dated rappers, you know, settled down, had children, and both kind of basically got fucked over around yeah. the same time. So, I mean, honestly, like that's a good reason to become friends. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Black First Wives Club. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so Amber was on some other show. I can't remember what show she was on. Oh, she was, I think she was on, on the Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Yeah, I think so too. She was on Breakfast Club. And all she did was call out Tiger for being like, you know, you had this beautiful woman at home, you had a baby, and you left it all for a 16, 17 year old girl. Yeah. Which Drake actually expertly, expertly came for Tiger. What was, I can't remember the exact He said, year. don't act your, he said, uh, act your age, don't act your girl's age. Right. Man. Directly addressing Ooh. Tiger. So Drake st- kind of started this off. Then Amber was on Breakfast Club, and she's like, you know, basically being like, it's disgusting and it's embarrassing and like, you should all be embarrassed and like ashamed for yourselves. Like, it's really awful that this is something that Tyga did. Yeah. So then, Khloe Kardashian, I can't believe, I never thought we would be talking about these people. Yeah. And it said, I, I mean, I'll I make a confession. I actually am a, well, I wouldn't say I'm a fan, mm-hmm. but as, I, as I've as i always mentioned, I enjoy trash TV. And some yeah. of that is the Kardashians. the Kardashian stuff. It's, it's watchable. It is. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. And binge watchable. Oh, it is binge. The Kardashians is a strange show because I will. I don't ever consciously remember seeing episodes, but if one is on, like in the background, yeah, I'll realize that I've seen it before. And like, it'll be like episodes from last year, and I'm like, where was I? I tried to saw this. Fast forward to all the ones where Scott Disick is in it. I think he is in. I love he fuck. I love Scott. Scott is in. Like, it's amazing just to see him operate. He's usually the positioned as the voice of reason. Yeah, which which again is amazing. He did. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of relative wild shit going yeah. on. Just like, anyway. So, <laughs> so go back to the side. Khloe Kardashian. Right. So Chloe then goes on Twitter. She starts not directly tweeting at Amber Rose, but being like, basically calling her a slut, a hoe, and saying like, you just like to talk about my family. Because, oh yeah, Amber, duh, is the ex-girlfriend of Kanye West. This is, I'm breathless. This is like so incestuous. Yeah. Amber is the ex-girlfriend of Kanye West. And he was with her when he first started basically trying to get with Kim. So, like, I think that he was, like, the understanding is that he was cheating on Amber with Kim, and now he's married to Kim. So Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So then Chloe starts going in on Amber, and then they go back and forth, where Amber's like, okay, like, you can call me a hoe if you want to, because I was stripping, I was trying to take care of my family. But your sister's a hoe then, because she had a sex tape, and she's made lots of money off of it. And all, that was... You, you rich... For that per- exact reason. Yeah. So if I'm a hoe, so is your sister. Yeah. You and got on off. You got on. Yeah. Off your sister's sex tape. Exactly. So Amber was like, okay. And she basically was like, look, she kind of, I don't even like using this phrase, but it's the best. Because I feel like I'm cribbing from someone else. But the best description of this is Amber did read Chloe for filth on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And even Chloe tried to come back up and like throw Amber's like leaked nudes in there. Yeah. And Amber's like, first of all, you don't even have to really Google hard to yeah. find yeah. Amber Rose's like naked body. Like it's she takes pictures. Yeah, of it was. I feel like they showed like Amber Rose's Instagram pictures are usually on Entertainment Tonight. Yes, like it's a it's, it's an really event. easy to see her body. So she, Amber was like, and Amber was like, she was also when her, I remember when her needs her nudes leaked, and she was just like, you know, I knew they were coming out. I was in love with the person. This is what happened. So Chloe, like five years later, being like, here's your nudes. She's like. What'd she say? She's like, oh, Chloe, I'm going to let you finish, but I had the best leaked nudes of all time. Yeah. She's going in on her Instagram and Twitter. Like, Amber was just 100% correct. And she was like, and then after later, she brought it back around. She's like, it's very interesting that y'all came for me. 
when my original point was yeah. your sister, your sister, who you should probably be watching out for, your teenage sister who should be in high school, is dating a 25-year-old man who has like a very recent ex-partner and a less year old, less than year old baby. Yeah. So. So all that happened, and Kanye goes on the Breakfast Club, and they ask him about this, which they should have. You yeah. Know? It was it was definitely like the thing that needed to be talked about, and some would say he went on there as a rebuttal, as a direct rebuttal to her uh, her appearance. And Kanye just said the like he handled the shit. In the worst possible way. Yes. And, and it was sad because it was an interview in which he tried, you, he clearly was trying to present himself in a better light. And you even understood that he had to kind of toe this line. Because at the end of the day, this is his sister-in-law. Uh-huh, his other sister-in-law. His other sister-in-law. And, you know, they have to protect what is now their, clearly their, their brand and their family. Um, so you... No one expected him to be like, yeah, Tyga shouldn't be dating Kylie. Yeah. You know, but Kanye basically said that Tyga was smart. Mm-hmm. To get for, her so to, young. To get her so young and to get in early. Mm. Like, what? Like, I'm at a point where I already wasn't expecting a whole lot. Like, just even before he got to that part in the interview, he had an opportunity to talk. He It wasn't even just like, I don't fuck with Amber Rose. Fuck her, fuck her, fuck her. Yeah. He said, I needed to take 30 showers before getting with before Kim. Getting with Kim. Yeah. And I'm just like, now, first of all, the way I truly feel is, if Kim Kardashian has all her money from a sex tape, I told you before we even started recording. Whatever. I don't give a shit. That's yeah. fine. Amber Rose used to be a stripper or whatever. I don't care. Like, those things don't matter to me. Yeah. I don't think that they speak necessarily to the value of a person. Or their being, character. Or a woman. Or their character at all. And they're grown. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Like, yeah. people care that Kim has her titties out and is taking pictures of her ass. I don't care about that. The context that those things happen, the context of why her body is, as Kanye put it, quote, unquote, new and different. Now, that... <laughs> That being That's something a, to be explored. That is something to be explored. But her just being a woman who has made her money, money off of her looks or her body, her sex appeal, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. But to cast your ex-girlfriend who is physically similar to your current wife as far as like body I mean, shape and skin tone. Yeah, I was going to say, like, everybody points out that it's, you know, it's clearly a trend, the type of woman who he wants to be with. Exactly, exactly. So, like, looks similar, has a similar sort of background with the exception of what? Like, one, two little details, which is that Amber Rose is a woman of color, Cape Verdean, and, and reps it, reps being a woman of color. So she's a woman of color who grew up poor, right? Whereas Kim Kardashian is a white woman well, who's she's rich. Armenian. Armenian, but, but, like, what, the way that she moves... The way that she and her sisters are able to express their sexuality, yeah, and and, and the, the the matriarch of the family is Chris, and Chris is a white woman, yeah, and, and Kylie and Kendall are white girls. That's true. Um, so yeah, I know that she claims is uh, like claims being Armenian, but depending on how you how you slice it, I don't know if that counts. Well, I, I mean, I think I think the the only reason I wouldn't say classifier is white because I think she uses a lot of her. Um, the ambiguity around her ethnicity mm. as a as a platform to show her difference, especially considering beauty is like a large yes. part of why she's famous. That's true. But I will, well, I guess we can both agree that she is definitely not black. Correct. Yes. Yes. So basically, his wife is not black, and his ex girlfriend is black, and then one of them is somebody is a basically a whore who needed to take thirty showers, like you know, to separate himself physically yeah. from that relationship because supposedly she's quote-unquote unclean in some way never mind the fact that you were in love with her yeah 
it was cool. Pictures of you licking her head. Right. Y'all, pictures of them cuddling, on vacation, holding yeah. hands, all this type of shit. And now to be with your wife who is not black and and has a similar public sexual history. Yeah. You know, be that as it may, to, you know, to the way that people people regard your wife and your ex-girlfriend as having similar kind of jobs. You know what I mean? They're cute. They're yeah. they're sexy, like that's their job. And somehow it's okay for this one woman and it's not okay for the other woman. Yeah, I mean it was just amazingly poor taste. Like amazingly poor <laughs> taste. You're being kind. Yeah. I, the, I mean the thing about it, the thing that actually, I mean, more than that because that posturing is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like it was inappropriate. He shouldn't have said it like clearly. But it's not surprising con- considering the way that the conversation has played out, mm-hmm. you know, between like all of them. Yeah. So I wasn't that surprised about that. Honestly, the Tiger, Tiger is smart comments actually made me feel some type of way more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, because Kylie has permission from her mom, clearly. They all which do. Which makes that situation okay. It's mm-hmm. different, you know, I won't say it's different, like better, but it's different than if this was happening behind closed doors. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet, which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Not everything in life is flexible, but at Capella University, your education can be. With our game-changing FlexPath learning format, you're empowered to fit education into your life without putting other priorities on hold. FlexPath lets you set your own deadlines and adjust them when needed. You can take courses at your own speed and move on to the next one when you're ready. Imagine how a flexible education can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. So there's some like approval going on within the family. So them doing that, however, you know, poor the optics are. But to say that he's smart for getting in with this, you know, for for being eight years older than Mm. this girl who is, you know, under 18. Yeah, high school age. Like, that's really fucked up. Whether it's subconsciously or ambiguously advocates, yo, let me find a young one and get in early. Yeah. Like, that's that's weird, dog. Like, that's kind of, that's that's really kind of fucked up. Yeah. And it's like, also like, 
Did we forget the fact that this is your sister-in-law? Yeah. Your teenage sister-in-law? What, like 20 years younger than you are, I think. You have a little girl. And I'm, it shouldn't not that it should even take that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but still. You know, just like the uh, it, it's just like it's it's mind-boggling that, that 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 was his position on the matter. And you can clearly tell that that was one of the ones where he didn't take a second to think about it. Yeah. Although they say it cuts. Like the the video kind of cuts for yeah. a second right around there. Anyway, whatever. I just think that was really, really fucked up. But that wasn't even the end of where Kanye's no. fucked up comments went. No. The Beyonce shit was wild. Oh, my God. Wild. Kanye Kanye said that when Beyonce is recording her albums, she keeps pictures of Kim up on the wall as inspiration because Kim represents powerful women. women. Powerful, strong women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> what? Like, I'm just, I'm confused. Now she's she's successful. She is successful. Like I told you, I had the Kim Kardashian. I had the video game, and she made a pretty penny off of that shit yeah. last year. Like I can understand Kim Kardashian has some business acumen. You know, I can get that. But like, come nah, on. Nah, it's Beyonce. But like dog. Beyonce. But like, that's what I'm saying. You, I can see for your average, maybe like maybe even for someone like I ain't got, I didn't make thirty million dollars off the app last year. So maybe in some twisted alternate universe, I am keeping pictures of Kim Kardashian on my wall. Like, I want to be powerful like her. But what's a goon to a fucking goblin? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Beyonce. We are not the same. No. We, like, like we are not, not the same. We are not the same. And. <laughs> He compared it to, like, Kobe and LeBron, like, adding if there was some sort of, like, like he alluded to kind of a competition that Beyonce was in the studio working to try to get, like, Kim or try to be better, yeah, stay better than Kim. Yeah, even that Kim is in any way near a studio trying to be like Beyonce. They don't even do the same job. And They're again, not in the same league. They don't do the same job. Charlamagne, for voice of reason, was like, yo, they not in the same lane. Yeah, he like, was like, they don't really do the same job, though. Yeah, he was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, so there was that. There was that. In addition, the other thing that really, really, really was, like, tonally awkward. You're so nice. The way that you're putting this is so nice. But keep going. Is he was like, yo, have you seen Kim? She's just so, so, so beautiful. Like, it's, like, her beauty Mm. is, like, next level. Yes. Who and, doesn't want to be that beautiful? Is what he said. He's yeah. Like, the Kardashians. He's like, they're beautiful people. Who who doesn't want to be that beautiful? And I'm like, yo, the hmm, feels like self hate. Like, no. it, I, like I don't mean you know. It's hard to come at somebody for that. Yeah, because but everybody's the, got a different walk. Yeah, but the clear way mm-hmm. that he holds their beauty to a sp- very like clear and specific standard. Yes. Even in the style.com interview, and he he said like, oh, you know, my wife's body. The body is very, it's uncomfortable, especially considering the fact, you know, and no disrespect to anyone who wants to, you know, pursue some sort of augmentation. But her body is a clear reflection of elements that are trends (laughs) in the black community. You know, like having a big ass, having a, having, you know, some, some big breasts Mm -hmm. is like, Things that black women traditionally just have, just, just be having, yeah, and were known for having, and it wasn't something that was elevated. It was something that, for a long time, was ridiculed. Yes, you know, and so now that this woman, who is ethnically ambiguous, as yes. we say, yes, has those elements, now she is the beauty. Yes, yes, yo, like, and and, and you I'm... as a black man, 
Yeah, and oh, when he said, which was creepy and also weird, when he was like, he taught, he compared the way that Kim's body was quote unquote new and different. Now I actually tweeted that oh, yeah. part. I was just, that like, was... <laughs> I said new and different, and I'm sitting here and I know my waist to hip ratio. Okay, I'm just keeping it the fuck real. I'm a black woman. I know my fucking waist to hip ratio, and I'm like new and new and different. I'm like thinking about myself, <laughs> my aunties, cousins, grandmas, and I'm just like new and new and diff, new and. New and different? New and different. How, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about other famous black women or women of color. Like, you think about Beyonce. Yeah. You think about Shaka Khan. You yeah. think about... Janet. Janet. You think about um, shit. Like, fill in the fucking blank. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Or even if you want to take it... Um, if you want to ta- if you want to talk about, you know, Latina, Afro-Latina women. Shit, Jennifer Lopez. Iris Chacon. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, this is not new. This body shape is not new. But he's like, oh, you know... Um, John Paul Goode, who was the photographer who took the pictures of Kim for, I can't remember what magazine it was, but the one with the champagne paper. and her ass out paper, right? We all, y'all know what the fuck we're talking about. Break the internet. Right. Exactly. Break the internet. How did mm-hmm. I forget? I guess I didn't care that much in the first place. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't care. I've seen Kim Kardashian's bare ass like a million times. Like no yeah. one cares. It doesn't matter. I could go. I mean, who cares? So John Paul Goode is a photographer who took those photos. He also photographed Grace Jones a lot. In that same... In that same... Kind of animalistic... Yeah, which was problematic definitely yeah. back in the day. Man. Like his work with uh, Grace Jones is problematic, but it did also produce some really beautiful images that are totally iconic. And he's like, well, you know, Jean-Paul Goud was... Kanye said, Jean-Paul Goud was, you know, very interested in Grace Jones because her body, her look was new and different. And it's like, okay, in the 80s, when we're talking about popular culture or fashion, a tall dark skin angular um, you know lithe black woman yeah. that is different shit that's fucking new and different now because like, you subjugated them to discrimination and you know made them feel shame about their bodies for exactly. hundreds of so, years before exactly so that was new and different then. I mean that like that look as being in vogue was different then and it's like I said it would still be different now but Kim doesn't have a body shape that is in any way new or different whatsoever and a friend of mine tweeted at me when i was like fam like kanye said his wife's body was new and different like what and she was like well it is new like yeah like you know like you said no shade to anybody who gets augmentations but it's very interesting how kim makes all this money by existing in this space that is definitely not black but she kind of plays with this i'm not white either even though she definitely reads in some ways, she reads ethnic, ethnically ambiguous, but at the end of the day, the way that she's allowed to move through society yeah. reads as very white. Um, it's very interesting that I think that she's actually a good-looking woman. I think she always has been. I think she's always yeah, had a nice same. figure. But she's obviously made some adjustments. Some changes. Some adjustments to go further in the direction. Like, shit, Chloe. Yeah. I saw Chloe. Chloe could fucking, if she needed to, she could carry a trailer on the back of that shit. Okay. <laughs> And that wasn't how they was looking yeah, a couple years it really ago, right? Wasn't. They wasn't it how they was. Really was. So if when Kanye was like, season. "It's important that we accept bodies like Kim's," and I not to even get too deep into this, but Kim's body and her look is still very, very neatly within what is conventionally attractive. So Kanye is like, "Well, my daughter could have a body, you know, like a shape like my wife's." So I get what he's saying with that, but also like your wife don't have a shape like your wife's. <laughs> at birth, it was some different shit popping off. Yeah. So no shade, but also like if your if your daughter has a curvaceous figure, which is already weird for you to kind of be talking about, but I get yeah. what he's trying to say. But if your daughter has a curvaceous figure, might it be because of, I don't know your black ass or Donda? Yeah. Or you know African genetics? <laughs> like what? Yeah. It was so like, do you live in space? 
you live in space? I mean, I think he is out there. I mean, and the thing about it is, it's just, it's just really, really frustrating. Even going through this, like, I feel weighed down by the fact that we're, you know, like the logistics of discussing his fall. Well, you didn't even get, you didn't even get to the most damning sentence. I think that you should just lightly touch on that. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, so, okay. So Kanye, you know, has all, c- consistently throughout his career positioned himself as someone who is cognizant, you know, through what lens is arguable of mm-hmm. racism. Yes. But now, conveniently, he is very much still opposed to racism, but yes. the new way that he wants to fight racism is to stop thinking about it. Stop talking about it. You should actually read the direct quote, please. The first thing we gotta do to stop racism is stop focusing on racism. Just a quick aside, I was able to pull that quote from eonline.com because E, that was a part of their listicle, eight things that Kanye said in his interview that we can actually get behind. Oh my God, are you serious? I'm dead ass fucking serious. 2015, I don't don't see it for fucking none of y'all, but go ahead. Go ahead. Racism slows down conversations. Like, come on, homie. Like, come on, homie. Like, it's so fucking obvious that now that you're in a position where you have to toe the line with your most significant corporate sponsor, in addition that you're seeking the, like the most validation ever in, a, in an industry that is traditionally overwhelmingly fucking white. Mm-hmm. That now you don't want to pay attention to racism. You got your little piece. You got your little money. You got your contract. You good now. And not only that, you got, you know, you've got the the empress. You got, you got Kim. <laughs> Fucking. You got Kim and her whole clan, her whole family. I can't. <sighs> I can't. And, you know, it's frustrating, like, to come back, because we spent a we spent mad time talking. I know. We wanted it to be quick, but, like, it Jesus was a lot Christ. there. It was a lot. I, w- I was a, like... My central height, you know, I'm always looking for credit. Yeah. And within my friend group, I take all of them to task, especially my friend John, for the fact <laughs> for the fact that in in high school we took a trip to New York City. Oh shit. You taking it back. I don't know. Taking it all the way back. Okay. We took a trip to New York City. We went to Chinatown, bought mad mixtapes. Mixtapes was like two dollars. I'm bought crying. Every fucking mixtape that we could find. And I bought the Kanye mixtape. I bought Con the Louis Vuitton Don. And that shit was eye-opening to me. At the time, I was very much probably the most militant that I've ever been. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thought I was going to go to Howard and, and, like, grow dreads, only wear, like, dashikis and tunics, and come back trying to... Honestly, by the time you have this baby, like, you only got, you got five good years left before that's what you turn into. <laughs> it's actually but true. It's true. But, you know... I was all into Black Star, and these are not things that you should be ashamed of. I was I was hard in the paint for mm-hmm. trying to revitalize a black community. But you was still about that low life, though. True, very true. Polo. So when I listen to Kanye and to hear someone be cognizant of what's going on in our community, the true contradictions that we face in trying to advance ourselves, but mm-hmm. still wanting to participate in a culture that just pushes us back. Mm-hmm. To see that was like, man, it was eye-opening. And I hyped it to everybody. I hyped yeah. it to all my, I was like, yo, this dude, Kanye. He about to be it. He about to be somebody. And they was like, yo, man, you always pushing that conscious shit. You always pushing <laughs> that conscious shit. And I was like, I was like, see, see, y'all gonna listen to me one day. Y'all gonna listen to me one day. John hates 
that I found Kanye first. Now he tries to now he tries to act like, well, I listened to it. I just wasn't as hyped as you was at the time. John will come for you. He gonna come for John you. Will oh, come. Yes. But John, you know we what? all live around the corner from each other. That's John fine. Gonna show up at your house. That is he's fine. Gonna get up, he's I'm gonna ready. get up one day. He's gonna get up and he's gonna show up at your house. I'm focused. So, <sighs> him being there, I was I was a stand. Like I was out there for this brother, mm-hmm. and through you know many through the wire like <laughs> I see what you did there <laughs> you know through a lot of the things that you know people got pissed off at him for I found some respite in you know and we talked about this I think you did as well mm-hmm. the first time you got up on stage for Beyonce I mm-hmm. thought that shit was fucking amazing because <laughs> at the end of the day Beyonce killed that shit yeah and you're not gonna tell me that that video wasn't better than Taylor yeah. Swift so to get to this place now where it's just it's abundantly clear that he's different is just so frustrating. You can't see beyond yourself. Like, no. I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do with you. And your music is so good still mm-hmm. that I can't take it. I just can't. See, I, um, I, <coughs> Kanye was like in the ether, which is a term that he used actually in the interview, but it's a term I like as well. Kanye was in the ether for me when I was a teenager, but when, late registration came out it was like you know what i mean it was like the world stopped yeah. you know what i'm saying like sometimes when you look back like maybe there was certain movies or music or whatever that came out that you didn't really know at the time was going to so shape your identity and the way that you look at the world but like i knew of kind but um when late registration came out it was so whole and it was it had such a distinct point of view and such a it's just a, such a clear voice and it was so imaginative and so big and technically like perfect and technically perfect it was so lush and so gorgeous and it was so encapsulated like the that point in life where we were entering into yeah. do you know what i mean like i think you went to college you started in 2004 i started in 2005 that was like and then when i started wait late registration is the second album what was the first jesus christ so college dropout sorry i'm speaking about college dropout so college dropout came out and i think we were both in high school yeah late registration came out the fall i started college with commons b okay and they were all like hot shit back then i think that whole fall it was like you were listening to late registration shit b or you were listening to like um crime up (laughs) or like yeah you know what i mean or like um lean with it rock with it that type of thing d4l yeah Anyway, but Kanye just was his so much of his music is was a soundtrack to my entire young life. There is a like every single there's a story for every one of his songs. And there's a point in your life that like where you can just like you listen to a Kanye song. It'll take you right back to where you are the first time that you heard it or the first time that you listened to it with this person or you were going through X, Y and Z. Even that song that he did with Carrie Hilson. And was it Neo? Yeah. Okay, that came out in 2009 and I was going through some type of something that spring. <laughs> Sometimes love, yeah. you know, comes around and it gets you down, but just get back up. Okay. Wow. Yeah, no, that shit actually even spoke to me when I was like, you know, ripe old age of 21. Also, he was so, it, there's always this like, we're always looking at Kanye versus Jay. Kanye came up under Jay and then he became Jay's, you know, what is it? What is that that? Um, he was like a big brother. To yeah, him. but what is it that, that, what's that guy's name again? Like a Charlemagne said, he's like, you work hard so your idols become your rivals. Yeah. Right? Well, that's a, I mean, that's a lyric. Yeah, but I mean, also, but Charlemagne said it in the, in the interview. interview. And yeah. he said it in this way where I was just like, rolling my eyes. Like, he tried. Like, he wrote that down. That was he a did. note. He was like, he was like, mm, I'm going to bust this out. But anyway, he, you know, they became like, at least in a playful musical way, rivals. But you can always look at Jay as like, 
somebody who's untouchable. Do you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. married to Beyonce. He, you know, has all this money. Got, you know, Rock Nation, Rockefeller, whatever. He's basically untouchable in every way, shape, or form. Whereas Kanye was emotive and he was thoughtful yeah. and he was contradictory. Vulnerable. He was vul- he was very vulnerable. I saw the what was it? Glow in the Dark tour? Yeah. He cried like yeah. six times about like God or his mom and being creative and all that shit. Like he was in many ways kind of an open book and that allowed people to more easily connect with him you know well yeah no i totally know like if you think about i mean all falls down which was kind of his first real like through the wire was big Mm -hmm. like to take i mean to go back through the wire was big because his story was so amazing at the time yeah Um, yeah but all falls down was his first i'm trying to say something moment Mm -hmm. and it was i mean again it was so true like when, when it came out i remember Going to get the CD, mm-hmm. coming in my house, not saying nothing to my mama. She being mad, she being mad, going off on me. I locked the door, turned my boombox up, Ooh. sat on the floor, and listened to every single track. I played All Falls Down four times in a row. Because I was like, yo, I want to change everything in the world, but I also want every piece of polo that comes <laughs> out. Like, I, I really, truly did. <laughs> Like, I want everything. I want every piece of polo out there. I want the boots. I want the pants. I want the shirts, sweaters. And that was real. And, you know, I was even with them when it got, when you know, like you said, when we were at Howard, when um, this one was graduation. Oh, right when we were, right when you were coming out. Yeah. yeah. Like, can't tell me nothing. Like, I was like, yo, I'm out here making it. I'm yes. doing it. I've got back on track. Good life. I wonder. Good life. Wait. Just to take this back, I don't know. Okay, in the spring two thousand eight, like school communications graduation, instead of playing pop and fucking circumstance yeah. during like the like was it the recessional? I don't know. Yeah. Called, whenever people are walking out, they played Kanye Good Life. Number one, so fucking glad I went to a black school. So <laughs> fucking glad. No Number disrespect two, like, to anybody. That went was to a how huge that shit was. Yeah. No, I mean the thing is, Kanye was. Th- Kanye was the most like hopeful but mm-hmm. honest rapper. Mm-hmm. Like you know, even Jay. Like I had, a, I struggled getting into Jay because I mean, Blueprint. I mean, Blueprint's Blueprint. Yeah, is like fucking amazing. But a lot of what he was talking about, I, there's always been this kind of disconnect. There's always been a disconnect with Jay and what he's rapping about and how I want to participate. Mm-hmm. Even when Kanye is rapping about something that's grandiose, it, like at least in the past, mm-hmm. there has always been a point of access. Yes. For someone who doesn't have, or even if you just have gotten a piece of something, knowing that it can go at any time, or mm-hmm. that you feel like an imposter in that situation. Yes. And he's also always excited. Like, Kanye always feels, like, excited to have what he has. Whereas, like, Jay is kind of like, it's nothing for me to have this it. shit. I'm going exactly. to have it. Kanye's like, I got it. Are you going to take it away? How did I get it? Where is it going? Can I see it again? Can I touch it? Can I hold on to it? Can I have it forever? I'm so excited. Exactly. Like, I'm so excited. I'm doing backflips. Like... Kanye never, like, loses that excitement that a lot of people are afraid to have. So to be where we are right now, mm-hmm. like, it's just frustrating. Like, it's really frustrating. It's, it's upsetting, frankly, that he can't see past himself. Yeah. What I realize now is that as much as I was participating in his vision and found, myself, found like, elements of my own struggle mm-hmm. within that, he wasn't really looking back for us. <laughs> no. Like, he wasn't really trying to communicate that struggle. He was trying to communicate his own. And, you know, that's fair. 
Like, that's fair. It's your art. You can do that. But you even brought this up. And I don't, you know, I don't disagree with this, but he paints himself as this revolutionary of our time mm -hmm. that he's out here for the people. He's the only one saying the real shit. <laughs> but mm -hmm. he, you know, he positions that yep. with, I couldn't go to Ferguson because my dad told me not to. And I can't take shit? every bullet. When he said when, that choice of words too, I'm like, you are a writer by trade, sir. Yeah. And you said, my father told me not to go to Ferguson. I can't take every bullet. I wanted to reach on through YouTube and go up in there and slap him up in the face. Like, so you're going to sit here, talk shit about your ex-girlfriend because somehow she's dirty because she ain't rich and white. And you're going to talk about whatever the fuck, let, that, why it's okay for your sister-in-law to be dating some grown-ass man. You're going to talk about how we got to cure racism by not talking about it and how you just kinda, you can't be so angry all the time. He's like, you know. It was painful for me to sit there and already listen to him. Like, you can see how all of his politics now, like you said, that everything is, he's only checking for himself. All of his politics, quote unquote, are tailored to fit his immediate life experience, right? Yeah. So there's that. Like, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, well, now I'm married to this white woman with this famous white family. And even though they have this strange relationship to blackness, strange, predatory, parasitic relationship to blackness. Mm. I can't really say anything about it. Well, it doesn't affect my everyday life because they're not really aping me because I'm a black man. Yeah. All of his beliefs conveniently suit him and there's no critical thinking. And that's part of the reason, one of the reasons, like not just the interview is shitty itself. I was irritated they didn't push back, but it's also like, there's no critical thinking being employed in any of the ideas that Kanye is pushing out. And like I told you yesterday, like if Kanye was just somebody who was just like, I make sneakers. I, I got, a, you know, I got a sexy wife. I have a cute daughter. I got lots of money. You know, I was struggling, but now I'm not. If that was all Kanye per, like claimed to be about, then I wouldn't really, t I wouldn't take, I wouldn't care about what he said. It, it, but he's super famous. He's super talented. He has safely inserted himself into every area and every level of our culture, right? Like American, Western, worldwide, whatever. But he also still pretends that, like you said, he is, like, for us and, like, about us. If he still didn't claim that shit, I don't think anybody would really care about this interview. But a couple of years ago when he was talking about new slaves, consumerism. By the way, uh, my Yeezy 2s are out. If you guys want to go pick those up. <laughs> we trying to make them cheaper, y'all. Right. We trying to get that for you. Right. I want well, everybody to have them. Well, even a couple years ago, he was talking about new slaves right when he was releasing, I think this was the Red October. So yeah. I don't know. Right. So that was happening. And now he's got this new partnership with Adidas. And on one hand, actually, I think that Kanye does have a very strong aesthetic. And he is amazing in a way that he has. He's very interested in strong, clear visuals. And you can hear that reflected in his music, which I think is part of his genius, which is frustrating because I kind of hate him. But also, he, I think, actually has really good taste. And I think if he dedicated himself, like, over time, I think he actually probably will design really great stuff. That's, I mean, that's actually been the trend of what people are saying. They're like, yo, it's not like... Like, it's not what I would wear now, but, like, two seasons from now, he probably is going to have a really good line. Yeah, I, I think that, he, you know, I actually, in just that particular sense, I commend him for continuing to try, continuing to work really hard. His engagement with the fascist industry and how he completely erases their racism and decides to focus on their elitism, like racism isn't one of the fucking founding bricks of elitism in the first fucking place. Let's yeah. not talk about that, because that's too much critical thinking for your boy. But, <laughs> like, he is so omnipresent. And he's so famous and he's so talented that for him 
to have these views and to espouse them any chance he gets is so dangerous. It's so yeah. dangerous. That's why I'm like, it's so dangerous. If he just was like, I'm just some dude, I'd be like, I don't give a shit. But like, you're everywhere and you claim that you're for us and you're inescapable and people actually kind of take stock into some of the things that you say. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing that we, where we disagreed was mm-hmm. kind of people taking stock on the things that you say. Yeah. I mean, I personally feel that most people have already kind of given up on listening to Kanye outside of the music. You mean before we even got to this interview? Before we even got to this interview. Yeah. Like, you know, he is he has become extremely comical. Like, his personality has be- become comical. What I've seen is, like, let's kind of laugh at, oh, there's this thing Kanye did again. <laughs> you know, whether it's, like, that or, you know, his projection of a more clean personality. His code switching, basically, mm-hmm. depending Ooh. upon where he's his at. His code switching is shitty. I could coach yeah. Kanye and code switching. Jesus Like, God. you know, all those things, they, they build up to someone who is trying to be somewhere else. And I think that's relatively visible for us. In, what do you in terms mean, build up to somebody who's trying to be somewhere else? Same he's thing. not trying to participate in our community as much anymore. It's 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 relatively clear. He wants to be able to provide things for our community. Like mm-hmm. he he you know talks about, you know, he wants people in the hood to be able to to buy his clothes. But he, he don't want to be hood associated. Exactly. He doesn't want to be there. And you know, you can feel that in the comments about Ferguson. And what I commend Jay-Z on, like a lot of times I I say I can't identify with his lyrics, but Jay-Z when talking about these things, is actually very astute. He gives to a lot of activist organizations. In yeah. addition, he says he doesn't want to go places because he doesn't want to be a distraction. Yeah. That's what you could have said. Yeah. A, a lie. A, any lie would have been... I mean, basically, he was whether he realized it or not, he was lying in the interview. Yeah. So he could have provided a much better lie. Even like... Even like... I never... I love Beyonce as a fan, but I never looked to her for like, like Beyonce... Like, what does Beyonce have to say in this moment of activism? What does Beyonce have to say? Yeah. But still, Beyonce's done better than you, this man who claims to be, you know, the spook who sat by the door calling <laughs> motherfuckers out. Do you know what I'm saying? Whose father was a Black Panther, whose mother yeah. was a professor. And highly valued education and Black history and self-love and all that shit. Like, not all that shit, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand. But, like, it's tough for me because maybe not so much there are people that necessarily think oh, Kanye thinks th- thinks this, so I think it too. I think that there are, because trust me, I date a lot more men than you do. I think we can agree on that. <laughs> we can. <laughs> I've met a lot of dudes who share, maybe not all of Kanye's views, but some of the more dangerous ones. And like... Say more, like what, like, what um, are Kind of Kanye's consistent, like, shafting of black women who, like I told you yesterday, aren't Nikki, Rihanna, or Beyonce. The, the way that he talks about women and his or erases like black women from his world. Kanye has a, a nasty relationship to black women. The, his relationship to black women is reflected in a lot of black men that I've met, dated, or who've tried to talk to me. His opinions, they're not that far off from more people than you would think. So maybe they're mm. not thinking like, oh, Kanye thinks this, so I'm going to agree with him because I, I view him as an authority on this. But I kind of think this, and yo, Kanye's saying some shit that I can kind of get with. Yeah. That is more what I'm saying. I mean, I think that's like, fair. He shows us, because Kanye is so omnipresent, and Kanye's like this weird, he's as much a product as, of us as we are of him, because he's such a consumer of culture. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, he was created by pop culture, but he also creates pop culture. So, in some crazy way, Kanye is like a funhouse mirror for the things that we actually believe, the things that we actually consume, and that we're kind of about. So, 
I'm not saying like we need to blame ourselves for thinking, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't blame myself for the state of fucking Kanye. What I guess I mean is that there's always going to be some reflection of people, like a, a wide group of people in the things that Kanye says and does on some level, just because we're in this weird, like we feed off of him and he feeds off of us. No, I think that's interesting. I kind of want to come back really quick to what you were saying in terms of his relationship to black women, because I actually found it to be rather healthy until recently. Like until, you know, I would say things started to get interesting around the Amber Rose time, because let's be honest about Amber Rose. Like people weren't really out here for her, Mm -hmm. especially when they first started dating. Yeah. And, you know, Amber Rose has actually said some, and, and not to come for her at all. I think, you know, Amber Rose, I mean, let's be real. Everybody's seen her Instagram. It's amazing. Yeah, I am a fan. Yeah. <laughs> but she's said some kind of suspect things in the past, like in terms of her visit to Africa and in addition to her relationship to, to even being black. Mm-hmm. She said some kind of interesting stuff. So people had issues with that. But a lot of before, Kanye before Amber, I would say, I thought it was very healthy. Like he used to talk about, he used to talk about liking black women. He was dating, I can't remember. Alexis? Yeah. And, you know, he talked about her often and he talked, he had black women in his videos. Yeah. You know, like a lot of it was, I felt like it was a lot more healthier back then. And then it just kind of shifted. I like, I really wonder how that happened. And it's not, I mean, it's not for me to know. Any black woman who's kind of been around the blogosphere or anything like we all remember six seven eight years ago when kanye said interracial relationships are great because they create the kind of women that you know me and my friends like we like mutts the video girls like that and even um touch the sky video right he had pamela anderson as his love interest in that video because she represents something like the same way that mm. kim kardashian represents something yeah She's and even like, gold diggers oh the song gold diggers exactly yeah. like that sort of how do i put it Pamela Anderson, I mean, many people might not consider her attractive, but she represents a beauty ideal that was popular in the 90s, the same way that Kim Kardashian represents a white beauty ideal that's popular in the 2000s. Like, that is a trophy woman. Yeah. And so she was in the video. You remember Nia Long and Tracy yeah. Ross? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was more that of was a satire. Kind of, yeah, that was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but then, like, black women huh. were quick, right? So we saw when the life started to imitate the art, when he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. When it came time for the Kim thing, and then remember he was on Chris Kardashian's TV show, and yeah. he was in his little Kenny West, like little, yeah. you know, his little funny little co- poorly, poorly constructed code switching twang. Like Kanye, and as he's become more subdued and, you know, that type of thing, like even in the videos, like even the cover of um, My Beautiful Dark Tisted Fantasy is yeah. Kanye having sex with a white woman. You know what I'm saying? And like, even, you know, distorted to the point of being, like, kind of animalistic and, like, yeah, cartoon. Yeah, it's very, yeah, like, even in his lyrics, I don't want to necessarily repeat some of them because they use words I'm not comfortable with using, but um, Stronger mm-hmm. talks about having sex with, you know, multiple blonde-headed women. Even, um, obviously, in My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, sometimes he's directly referencing Amber Rose, but that same aesthetic, that, yeah. that white beauty aesthetic is present throughout a lot of Kanye's work and and the life started to imitate the art and the things that he would say he hadn't been here for us in a smooth smooth minute unless you are in a certain context unless you're a co-worker of his literally yeah like Rihanna or Nikki or Beyonce you are many you seem to kind of be an object it's always been something that I've struggled with as a fan of his I just don't 
especially the last two albums, I couldn't really, there was no clear point of entry to me because I felt like Yeezus was all about black male wealth and like what like and frustration and the problems that come along yeah that come along with black male wealth and how he just discovered classism or whatever again one of the building blocks of classism as with leadism is racism and then my beautiful doctors of fantasy which was all about being a dick having your relationship blow up in your face and then feeling like shit about it and still talking shit about you know your ex yeah your ex bitches hoes pussy whatever like I know I sound like a grandma when I say this, but like, I, it's hard for me to connect to those things and want to listen to them over and over and over and over again. Well, so I've already been kind of like, eh, about Kanye for a little while. There's still lots of things that he does, or lots of things up until yesterday shit that he did that I liked as far as like believing in yourself. And I still am wary of the way that the media tries to paint him as this uncontrollable black man. Yeah. I still feel protective of him in those moments. But now, eh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I struggle even engaging the music. Like, I mean, I thought Yeezus was, I thought Yeezus was really good. I actually went to Yeezus tour, which was. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did. I remember. And I'm able to connect with it because it is, it is a significant achievement. I saw Yeezus as very much of a reduction yes. of kind of a lot of the things that he's aspired to, like these big musical pieces. Mm-hmm. But I thought Yeezus was interesting for that. But he kind of threw me with Blood on the Leaves. And Blood on the Leaves, don't get twisted, like it bangs. Dun, it bangs. Dun, 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 dun. But Sorry. Nina. Bring it home. Like, bring, it, bring it. Nina Simone, what she was talking about there is not the fucking first time she did Molly. It's not about yo bitches and struggling with that. Like, mm-hmm. she was really, really coming with something. And so to juxtapose that with, like you said, this I'm rich now and shit is hard with me and the women that I'm dating mm-hmm. is really, that that threw me. Like, that, re- like that track especially through me and it sucks because like i said musically it's like fuck like that yeah. beat is crazy yeah. but yo dog that's blood on the leaves yeah that's like strange strange fruit like one of the most important like, oh strange well, yeah, yeah but i mean but like, yeah. that's the name of his song but it's one of the most important it's like the and it's like the anti-lynching song the anti-lynching song like if you you hear the phrase strange fruit and you immediately know what it's about or even like what is that song Black skinhead when he's like, yeah. okay, so here's another. Again, the white woman instead of coming. You see a black man with a white woman on top floor, they go come to kill King Kong. Uh, Middle America packed in, came to see me in my black black skin. It's just kind of like, okay, but like you, in his mind, in Kanye's mind, racism goes as far as people don't who don't want to have him over for dinner in Paris or white moms who don't want their white sons listening to his music. Like that's where racism kind of begins and ends for Kanye because it's convenient for him now. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really, I'm not gonna lie, I'm still very curious to hear the next album. I know. Thing is, you know it's gonna be, you know it's gonna be good. Like, you know it's gonna be an event. Like, Wolves is actually a really good track. Like, his, his verse on Blessings is really good. Kanye musically is still Kanye musically. He still undeniably has that talent. And he's still in a league of his own, some would say. Like, in terms of musically. I think everybody would say. But... It's still difficult because he's pushing us so far away. Like, he's pushing all the people who, who elevated him to this status. Well, it's like we said before we started talking. There wasn't a single... There wasn't too much, especially based on the E! Online listicle. There wasn't too much that Kanye said in that interview that would piss off your average white person. So, he's still got a healthy fan base. Yeah. But he just doesn't want it to be us anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. The new music is going to come out. What do you think you're going to do? I'm gonna listen, but it doesn't go much further than that to me. Like, I, like when I like when I listen to Kanye, I'm not listening for any truth anymore. I'm not listening for 
I'm 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 watching Spectacle. Same Z's. He's kind of like he and Race Remmer. They're gonna, be, you know what I mean, like shit that I'm listening to before I go out. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. In the interview when he was, they asked him what the new album was gonna be out, and he was like, you know, cookout music, and I was like, oh, Kanye cookout music. Yeah, I got thirsty because like Kanye cookout music is exactly something that I'm gonna want. Yeah, summer down to that's What's cookout that? music. Hmm? Down to is cookout music. That's actually true. Yeah, but but other than that, it's like, damn dog, yeah. and and like I'm hurt, man. I'm hurt. I'm I'm legitimately hurt. You know, I sh- like you look out here for people like you who have you know, who are real. And a lot of times people try to say Kanye was like the realist because of the fact that he, you know, he was always someone who spoke his mind. Yeah. He was always someone who was, who wasn't afraid to be vulnerable. And I don't necessarily think those aspects have changed, but like, I just don't, I don't see anything that's near me. Not even just me, like people around me, people yeah. who look like me. Yeah. I don't see I don't see those same things anymore. And you don't seem like... You seem to have turned your back on being my advocate. And that's fucked up. Yeah, I feel like he ain't... He ain't here... He ain't here for us anymore. Yeah. And that's sad, man. That's sad. It is sad. When Jay is the dude... I was about to say... I was about to say... <laughs> like, and you know I'm a huge Beyonce fan. But, like, when Jay and Beyonce are people where I'm like... Like, sorry, Beyonce at the Grammys and all... Like, you know, people, you know, felt like she stole Lettuce's moment. But as soon as I saw that video... Because I didn't watch the actual Grammys. I was like, oh, I know what Beyonce... Even before her documentary came out. I was like, Beyonce saw that she had a little in she saw that she could take a song that was already super famous negro spiritual you know already somewhat popularized right now because of selma she can perform it with a whole bunch of like when i saw the black men with their hands up i was like i know beyonce beyonce especially after you know the the self-title album she's all about visuals she's all about context and everything like that beyonce was giving us her like this is my artistic like statement about you know police brutality and black men or whatever. Yeah. You know, well, however you feel about it is whatever. I knew just from watching that that's what she's saying, and then she released a little short documentary on her YouTube channel about that. But like Kanye didn't even give us shit. But my daddy told me not to go to Ferguson. And so, I gotta listen. Yeah, Kanye, I see you on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to you at the cookout. Um, but I don't know that I will be purchasing any of your clothes, buying any of your music, or attending any of your concerts. I think that you're an amazing artist, and it sucks. I think that you're an amazing artist. I think that you're an amazing artist. And, like, so many things that he does are so imaginative and so thrilling. But, like, you ain't here for us. You ain't here for us. Yeah. So. Miss you, dog. We miss you. <laughs> and then, and it sucks to, to end on that note, because we're going to see you in two weeks now. Yeah, so, like, y'all going to be sitting around, like, well, I don't know, maybe Kanye will do some wild some new wild shit so maybe yeah. this will be like you know a sweet relief after whatever Kanye <laughs> does in the next 10 days or maybe he'll you know get flip worse. the script and I was gonna say get better I'll get better oh you're so optimistic there's there's a chance there's always a chance it's a small one anyway thank you guys thank you we're glad you came and joined us again appreciate it and we'll be back soon yeah in two weeks and as always talk to us yeah this has been for colored nerds yep bye This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.